Welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I am your host, Reese, and today I am once again joined by Dylan after his one episode hiatus. What, I'm what back, guys. I'm back, back, guys. What's going on? What's going on? He's back for trade season. It is trade season. Let's go. So, I mean, first thing I saw when I woke up was Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. Then, mm-hmm. on my way home from uni, a couple other things dropped. On my way home, uh, on my way to the gym, a couple other things dropped. So much stuff. Let's get it into seemed, it. <laughs> it seemed to come in spurts today. Just sort it of did. come in bunches. That's right. But trade, yeah, let's trade. Let, trade seasons be crazy. <laughs> be wild. All right. So obviously the first, the biggest thing to have dropped is Chris Paul has been traded to the Phoenix Suns for, what was it? Kelly Oubre. Ricky Rubio, uh, Jalen Leckie, and Ty Jerome. And a 2022nd projected first. One pick is weird to me. That's the only thing I really want to say one, before we get into what this means. But like, one pick is so weird to me. One I would have expected more. I, I actually think this deal is like the, the most perfect trade. Like, if you look at a trade that just benefits both teams in just the perfect way, I think it's this trade. I think it's just so mutually, mutually beneficial. I'm very, I'm, I'm very aesthetically pleased, if that's the right <laughs> word, with this trade. But yes, continue, Ramiz. Okay, well, let's let's get into what this trade says, what this trade is. So, obviously, probably one of the biggest names on the trade market until, obviously, we heard a couple of names, a couple of other names pop up uh, recently, but we'll get to them. Uh, being traded to the Phoenix Suns, what do you think this means for the Suns? I guess let's start there. This is a this is definitely a win now move. Um, this is this is trying to make them relevant, get them into the playoffs. Um, yeah. They obviously they had that bubble run eight no, Devin Booker playing out of his mind. Um, I think they're just trying to capitalize on that while they've still got Booker at least in a somewhat happy, happy place. <laughs> yeah, you know they don't want to they don't, don't want a scenario where Booker's demanding his way out of town. So this is just this is a win now trade with a veteran player. I think this is the <clears throat> perfect player for the Suns. This is exactly what they needed. I think so. Yeah, this is a leader, a playmaker. A clutch time scorer, a someone who's a veteran to lead these young guys who show, especially in the bubble, showed so much potential with Booker and Aiton, Mikael Bridges coming along, Cam Johnson. Um, Cam Johnson. Um, yeah, just a, a leader for these young guys to make a push for the playoffs because Booker's ready. We've known that for maybe a couple of seasons now. Yeah. So this is getting them in there. I mean, this is the eight and O bubble suns that we're talking about here, because that's that's what the lineup was. It was Ricky Rubio, uh, Devin Booker, uh, Bridges, uh, Johnson, and Aiton. You're just replacing Rubio with a far superior player. Exactly. I, I see this team being quite scary. In fact, uh, I don't see them any higher than a f- fifth seed. I don't think a they fifth seed is good for the Suns, though. Is in what, the, that's what in saying that you're right. It is very good for the Suns. Um, I don't see them getting home court in any playoff matchup, but I mean, you're right. We're talking about the Suns who just need a, a team that's in the past, in the very recent past, discussed changing cities because that's how sort of irrelevant they are. This is very important for the Suns to get the playoffs. The only really difficult thing for the Suns here is 
we don't exactly know what the schedule's going to be like, but they're probably going to be playing against some teams in the division a lot. Mm. Like, I've heard, what, like eight games maybe against yeah. each team in your division. So that's eight games against the Warriors. Yikes. Eight games against the Clippers. Yikes. Eight games against the Lakers. Yikes. Eight games against the uh, against the Kings. Sure. sure. We'll take that. I, th- I think the Kings are sweating a bit at the moment. Yeah. But, um... They are in a scary ass division. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is going to be a tough test for the Suns. Um, that's why, that's sort of why I think they don't make it past a, past a um, home court. Um... Yeah, I I, seeding, I see I mean, them as yeah. like a sixth, seventh seed, and yeah. probably a first round out. But you know, I mean, it'll be fun to see at the very least. I think Booker's going to flourish under CP3. I think so. This we saw so good for him. Oh, what we like, what we saw with Shea uh, last year with Chris Paul, or this year, I should say. Yeah. Yes. Um, last season. Yeah. Last season, yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems like CP's in this stage of his career where he can still. Be a really efficient player in, especially in clutch time, and still make big plays. But he's sort of he can lead young guys to elevating, you know, elevating their game. He doesn't necessarily need to be the guy anymore. He can sort of get, you know, help these young guys until about the fourth, and he takes over. You know, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna make Devin Booker so much better. Yeah, and it'll be good to get Devin Booker. I mean, like, Rookie Rubio is a good playmaker as it is, but, like, an even better playmaker. Someone who could really, like, let Devin Booker play off-ball a bit, which I think will really help him at times. Um, you know, if he's ever in a bit of a shooting slump or whatever, just cut Chris Paul find you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's that simple. Um, Chris Paul shifts the defense so much more than R- Rubio does. He's You know, yeah. you've got to respect CP from three, so. Um, yeah, this is a perfect... Again, he's an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what the Suns needed. Yeah, I mean, it's. I find it weird that Chris Paul didn't want to go to a contender because um, the Suns were on one of his preferred teams as far as I'm aware. But, like, you know, I think they'll be good. I think Chris Paul's going to have a good time in Phoenix playing alongside yeah. Booker. <laughs> and that's what it's about. It's about having a good time, race. <laughs> Has Chris Paul ever really had, like, a super elite guard next to him? I'm trying to think. Um, well, James Harden. A Super League guard that doesn't take every shot? Um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe not. Yeah, Yeah. I mean. I feel like this is a very different kind of situation for Chris Paul as well. I don't think he's ever been in this kind of a situation. Like, Shea is good. Shea bears very little resemblance to Devin Booker, though. Yeah, they're not not the same type of player at all. But, um, yeah, this is definitely, I think... Playing with Harden will help him in this situation where he can defer to Booker for, you know, more possessions um, and play off ball. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a very, it's a, it's sort of akin to his last two stops, like combined. It's sort of like the Rockets where they're trying to be competitive and, you know, he's playing off ball at times with Booker, but it's also like the Thunder where he's got a bunch of young guys around him that he needs to mentor and make them better. So I think his his last two stops have prepared him well for the Suns. Yeah, I, I feel like this is just the perfect progression for him. I mean, perfect progression actually probably would have been a contender, but, you know, yeah. just as good, I guess. Yeah. And then um, for OKC, I think this was a pretty good haul for an aging Chris Paul on a pretty big contract. You will take it. <laughs> I mean, this is why I say it's a perfect trade, because... The Suns didn't give up anything essential to their success. 
No. And what they did in Rubio, they replaced better with Chris Paul. Yeah. And the Thunder get a swing at another pick in 2022, uh, if it's out of the top 10 for the for the Suns. Um, yeah. They get a very good quality starting point guard in Ricky Rubio. They get a young wing in Kelly Ubro, who's shown flashes last year before he was injured and out of the bubble. Um, who's only 25. It seems like he should be older than that. He's been around for, really? it feels I like forever. He's younger than that, actually. Oh, really? He's like 23. <laughs> oh, I feel like he's been around for ages. It's like between the Wizards and where else has he played at this point? Maybe it's just he was so irrelevant for a few years. I think he's younger than he is. It's like, I don't remember multiple of his years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He was pretty quiet to start his career. Yeah. Um, also, just the teams he was on sort of thing. Yeah, true. And then um, Ty Jerome is a interesting guy. Uh, yeah. Sort of a big playmaker sort of dude. And then Jalen Leckie is one of the most athletic players, what seems like ever. I don't know if you've seen any of his mixtapes. but I haven't. God damn, he's got some crazy dunks for me. It's unreal. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that 2021st. So, 2022. Is that how you say it? 2022. First, yeah. 2022 first. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> um, this is a good haul, yeah, for Chris Ball. So. I, mean, I think it's just a great trade. It just it makes fit, a lot of sense. It fits in with the guys they have already, especially if they're losing Gallinari. Which I mean, almost totally will at this would, point. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. It, I, wonder, I wonder where he ends up, but we can talk about that after this. Yeah. Um and yeah, it gives them room to make more trades. And Presty's just adding to his stash of first round picks. So many. So many. He's got it's something like from seventeen total and he's got like three in each draft from twenty twenty one onwards or something. Yeah. That's ridiculous. seventeen from now to twenty twenty six. Yeah. So that's just a roster, including (laughs) your two G League players. (laughs) Your two um two way players. I mean, hopefully he doesn't make the same mistake that Danny Ainge did by just sort of having all these picks and not doing anything with them. So, yeah. but um, I mean, he's got the assets to make something happen. So, yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could package Shea and like four picks and go for literally anyone except maybe True. like LeBron or Yardis. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you've got Stephen Adams there to make the contracts work because yep. he's making that big contract. So they're in a good position if. I think they'll rebuild for a while, but they're in a good position yep. if something comes across their table. Yeah, use a few of these picks, like actually in the draft or the trade a few, and you've got more to spare after that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're in play for making a run at the first overall pick in the next what was it forty eight hours until we've got the draft. So I think yeah. I think I think they're in play Wait, for less than, that. less than Thursday, so. isn't it? It's Thursday. Yeah, but Thursday morning? It, it doesn't th- matter. <laughs> yeah, 36 hours. We'll call it 36. Um, yeah, I think I think the Thunder are a sneaky contender to trade up to the first with the Wolves. I think maybe yeah. they just go, screw it, we'll just start from scratch pretty much. I mean, they've got the, trade, the, the picks to start from scratch, so. Yeah, not sure that would go down super well with Cat being like, I mean, we could get a first overall pick here. Like, well, I I'd imagine a trade would include Shea. True. Okay. I mean, you would take that for sure. Shea, yeah. What have they got? Shea twenty five and twenty eight now, after the Schroeder trade, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, yeah. 
don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty good value for number one. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah, that was the Timberwolves. I would. Yeah. Um. Okay. So obviously with. Chris Paul out of OKC, where do you think Gallo ends up now? Because he was talking, I know he wasn't ever like super set of resigning, but we know he's out now. There's no way he goes back to OKC. It doesn't matter what they offer him. Absolutely no way. Um, without looking at any sort of team cap sheets, um, I think the Heat are a contender for yeah. sort of a, a one-year deal maybe, or a one-year and a team option. Um, it's sort of, It all really depends on how what sort of he wants to do. Does he want to make money or does he want to go to a contender? Yeah. Cause I'm sure I'm sure the Bucks and the Lakers and the Clippers have their mid level exceptions that they might be willing to throw at him. Yeah. Out of all out of all those sided trade with the Warriors even? Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Well with that trade exception. Oh true, yeah. Um seventeen million, is it? Something like seventeen that? mil. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. Um out of I think out of everyone, I'd like to see him on the Bucks. Um, yeah. Looking at their roster, even after all these trades, they're really thin in the front court. They've sort of got Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, kind of it. Yeah. They, they traded Ilias over and Wilson today. So I think they could use, they'll definitely sign some guys, but I think um, Galadari is yeah, a very good pickup for them if he was willing to take that, that pay cut. I think it'd be a good fit with, like, the Blazers, even. I think he yeah. would fit, like, kind of the role they need. Just another guy who's a bit of a floor stretcher, take whatever Melo was doing last year and make it way better. Yeah, I mean, he sort of, yeah, he reminds me of what, he'd be a better version of the role that I think that Kevin Love trade for them has been envisioned for so long. Yeah. Uh, a, a floor space a big. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Blazers would be fun too, yeah. I mean, as a Nuggets fan, I kind of want to see him back. I do love Gallo, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. They don't have the money for it. No, you got to bring Jeremy Grant back, maybe. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Obviously, Jeremy Grant's obviously first priority, but, you know, go away, Paul Millsap. Let's bring Gallo back. I mean, Paul Millsap's been connected to a bunch of places, too. They're sort of in similar positions at the moment. Got rid, uh, of, got rid of Gallo to get Paul Millsap. Do it the other way. Get the Paul Millsap, <laughs> get Gallo back. I'm sure that will go down well. Yes, super well. Um, yeah, okay. I I like this move. I think there's a lot of potential for more things to happen. I, I don't know. It's exciting. As just a fan, it's an exciting move. I think this is going to be, yeah, this, as we've seen today, I think this trade, this trade season is only going to get more exciting. And I think, yeah, for the Thunder, this could be the start of something big for them this off season. But, yeah. um, yeah, for the, for the Suns, this raises their ceiling and their, and their floor. So yeah, really, this is the perfect trade. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, that was probably the biggest trade that's happened, We've, but we also saw another pretty big uh, trade today with Drew Holiday um, yeah. being moved to the Milwaukee Bucks for, what was it? It was... Eric Bledsoe. So Eric it was Bledsoe. Uh, George Hill. Uh, three first-round picks. Three first-round picks and two pick and swaps. Two pick swaps. That's absurd. That's ridiculous. Was there another player in this trade? Maybe. Oh no, I don't think there was. No, no, there wasn't. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, I'm not so concerned about the picks as other people seem to be. Again, this is reliant on Yana staying. Yeah. But you know, these picks are going to be garbage. Yeah. If Yana stays right. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't think we know when these picks are because it's still sort of up in the air. 
how these picks are getting to New Orleans. See, like, you've got the steepian rule or whatever it is where you can't trade consecutive picks in two drafts in a row. So, I mean, the workarounds there are you either have another pick, which I don't think the Bucks do. So it might literally be every second year. Or they trade this year's draft rights to whoever they draft this year, plus a pick uh, next year, and then another pick two years after that. I think that's your best workaround. But they've, I saw something. They've already got picks tied up with Cleveland for some from something. Mm. I, I, I think I saw. And, yeah, I, I think... They, they must have sent out future picks already to someone else. Because, yeah, like, we haven't had any sort of confirmation on what these picks are yet um, and what sort of protections they have. So, mm. but, I mean, for Drew Holiday, three firsts and two swaps is pretty pretty crazy. It, sh- it shows, oh. how, shows how committed they are to keeping Giannis around, um, understandably yeah. so. I mean, okay, so what does this do for the Bucks? Uh, another another player that they really needed, um, yeah. similar to the Chris Paul trade. This is exactly what they needed. They needed a guy who can play off the ball to Giannis, but also handle it for them. He could be their point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, a great defender, so they're not losing yep. anything uh, defensively that they had with Bledsoe. In fact, they're probably yep. getting better. Yeah. Um, yeah. All around, this is just a player upgrade and over a bit of a as well. A bit of a leader. He seems like a sort of behind-the-scenes leader, not sort of on-the-floor yeah. guy, but um, definitely a locker-room guy. Um, just Yeah, and hopefully... I mean, we've seen him in the playoffs, have big moments in the playoffs, especially against the... Well, most notably against the Blazers um, that one year with the Pelicans where we had playoff Rondo and AD going crazy. So, yeah. um, And that's more than we've ever seen from Bledsoe. So <laughs> I think that alone... Is a great deal for them getting off playoff Bledsoe, yep. and then George Hills, you know, whatever he, you know, he played minutes for them, but sort of he's at the tail end of his career. And yeah, again, I think these these picks don't mean much if Yana stays. But um, yeah. yeah, Drew, Drew, this is where I wanted to see Drew Holiday go. I wanted to see a point guard end up in in Milwaukee, whether it was Chris Paul yep. or Kyle Lowry or Drew Holiday. Yeah, Drew Holiday wasn't who I was expecting, but I guess that's third best option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I, I maybe think he second best. maybe, maybe second best. I was gonna say, I, yeah, I like Kyle Lowry, but I think maybe Holiday's better for this team in terms of timeline. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, I think this is a really good trade. I'm a bit confused for it. Well, I guess they're getting the picks. I was gonna say for New Orleans. I don't see how Bledsoe fits in with New Orleans. I mean, sort of any. Picks. Yeah, I was, exactly. It's the three picks. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bledsoe in New Orleans is going to be strange. I don't even know if we'll see him there. Which I, I was, I, they're probably going to shop him around like immediately. If I saw, yeah, I was expecting if we saw this trade for it to be a three-team trade because I didn't think mm. New Orleans would want Bledsoe there. But um, no. we'll see. But um, yeah, for the Bucks, this is, this is great personnel pickup. Yeah, I mean, it does. You could argue it does like eat into the depth a little bit. I like Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. I guess kind of, but I don't know. I, I don't think you worry too much about that. I think you just want a guy who's on the court, who's gonna just play well alongside Giannis. Fit. I think he's gonna be a great fit there. Um, yeah, yeah. I think this is kind of the exact kind of move they needed. It wasn't so much they needed a big, big move. They just need to shake things up a little bit and get someone slightly better. And I think 
they're scarier now, which is weird to say. Yeah, I think both this and the bogey trade, which we'll talk about in a sec, is sort of a consolidation of talent. You know, we've yep. talked about how deep they were and how that hurt them in the playoffs when they're still playing 10 yep. guys down 3-0 in the playoffs. Um, That's assuming they don't do that still. Yeah, well, Bud's still there. I think that's the next piece to fall um, for the Bucks. But yeah, they're, they're, they're consolidating power. They're getting the star power around Giannis that he deserves and that he needs. Yeah. Just get him a few better players that keep around. Exactly. Um, obviously, what's I think the deadline for his extension is like middle of next month sort of thing. So Yeah, I'm not sure where deadlines are. I saw that. I saw it the other day. I'm blanking on what it, exactly what it was, but it's sometime next month. So we won't see anything about that probably in the next couple of weeks, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out whether this was worth doing in a couple of weeks. If not, yikes. If Giannis yikes. does leave, this if Giannis leaves, this is a terrible trade. Yeah, this could this is, has the highest floor and ceiling for trade rating over the next year. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I've seen reports that Milwaukee is very optimistic and Giannis is very hopeful to sign an extension. Yeah. So I think these are important moves to make because um, it seems like he wants to be there. So yeah. they and definitely have to. He can, force, he can force his way out later if he really wants to. Yeah, he's going to secure the bag. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, for the Pelicans, it's kind of not really anything. It just picks, really. I sneaky like the George Hill pickup as a veteran. As a veteran, yeah. As a veteran and someone who can be a pack uh, backup point guard. Um. I don't know why I like it so much, but it actually does. I, mind it. I actually yeah. do really like it. Um, and this is uh, this is a good trade for them to to give Lonzo the keys a bit more and see if he yeah. can develop a bit more because he had a he had a good year this year. You know, he's still sort of more of the same from Lonzo. His shot improved a bit, his percentages. Um, so we'll see if he keeps progressing there, and hopefully, he turns out to the player that. Um, he was drafted so highly for. I mean, he so, could just turn into Drew Holiday. I mean, yeah, he's... You take that? that was a, yeah, that was a sneaky good defensive backcourt between Lonzo and Drew. So mm. he's already a good defender. He makes the good He makes good passes. So It's good to see him hand the keys. But um, I'll be interested to see what happens with Bledsoe. I don't think he plays. If he does, I don't think he lasts the season. But... Yeah. Um, I think they'll yeah. flip him almost immediately. Like... Obviously, yeah. by the way, none of these trades are official yet until after the draft. Um, I think the CP3 one is. They're all agreed on in principle, but they haven't occurred, I think. Okay, well, the Thunder have already put out promotional material for their new people. So that makes I sense. Think it, like, I think it is official. I think that I'm one at least sure. is official. Okay, anyway. I'm not quite sure about that. I think <laughs> heads have been virtually shaken. and then, but Okay. Nothing Why does it have to? Really well, this bad. one, this one doesn't have the CP three. The CP three one doesn't have a pick in this year's draft. I don't think it's about the draft. I think it's just like when trades actually start. Technically, when trades can be official. Because I thought they opened today. That's why we've had so many. Right. I was under the impression they opened after the draft, but maybe I don't anyway, know. It doesn't really matter. Like we could this is wrong. coming out the day before the draft anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, all around then, good pick up for the Bucks. And then on top of that, the Bucks also uh, went for a tr- side-end trade with Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings. The Kings, yeah. The Kings, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, so they gave up Dante DiVincenzo, Osana Eliasova. Um, DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson. And was there any picks in that? No picks. No picks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is a good move. I mean, I don't know if we'll see him start. I didn't, can't imagine it. They'd have, I can't imagine they have him in the starting lineup. That's just sort of yeah. not, an, not enough rock to share. I think he could be six man of the year next year. Yeah. Um he's he's really good. Like he sort of didn't get to show it as much in, in uh Sacramento because he played behind um Darren Fox and Buddy Heald. And um, you know, it's sort of the Kings. How much can you really show off there? Yeah. But um it's yeah. I feel like it's a bit of a weak return for the Kings. Either he wasn't coming back or he really wanted he to was, go to the Bucks. He that's wasn't. The, that's the side of trade aspect of it. He would have agreed in principle with a signing with the Bucks, but they probably wouldn't have the cap space, which is why Ursa Iliasova goes back in this trade. Okay, true. Well, so, then. Yeah, if he could have signed straight up with the Bucks, I think he would have. Yeah, okay. Well, then. Yeah, I mean, I guess that explains the return a bit. That's I was confused when the Drew trade came out that, um, that New Orleans took George Hill and not Dante DiVincenzo. But um, this sort of makes more sense now that we've got this Bogdanovich yeah. trade. Um, yeah, I think I think he's going to be really good for the Bucks. He's another a playmaker and another ball handler for them to come off the bench, which is really important for them. Um, yeah, I mean, for the Kings, I'm not too hot on it, but you know they were losing him anyway, so at least you got something yeah. back. But yeah, I this know, is a, what a sided trade is really. Yeah, yeah, this is a good pickup for the for the Bucks. Yeah, just add to the depth. I I don't know. Like I I didn't think about it before, but like if they do still try to run a deep rotation, that's probably going to hurt them even more. But if they can convince Bud to shorten the rotation, they're going to be very good, better than they probably would have been last year had they played with a short rotation. I was going to say I don't even know if they have enough guys to run ten people anymore on their roster Bud right run. now. Um, but we'll try. <laughs> he'll get the assist. He'll get the assistance out there. Um. Yeah, no, this is more consolidation of talent for the Bucks, yeah. which is important, I think. Instead of playing 10, you play 7, which we've seen yeah. all the top teams do. Okay, well, um, we've also seen another trade. This one was actually a couple of days ago. In, in principle, Dennis Schroeder to the LA Lakers for Danny Green at a first-round pick? Uh, yes, this is first-round pick, 28, I think. Yeah. yeah, so uh, whatever pick, and then <laughs> Danny Green. But... Danny Green's contract, yeah. I mean, um, it was an interesting move to see for the Thunder. I think it was just, yeah, let's get another pick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think this plays into them making a move this draft. Um, but, yeah, I mean, another pick for Schroeder. First round pick is pretty good. Um, we'll take that. Danny Green, like he must be on... This would be his last year of the deal coming up. Um, I think so, but they were already shot people around, as far, as from what I heard. Yeah, I mean... There's the, all those memes going around that whenever some sort of reasonable player comes up for the Lakers, it's always Kuzma and Green in a deal. Kuzma, right, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm surprised Kuzma's still That's there. That's literally all they had to offer. All, all yeah. <laughs> to give up. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, no, this is a good pickup for the Lakers. Um, yeah, I love this pickup for the Lakers. He's a really dynamic player. He can shoot, he can pass. He's good off the ball. His percentages on catch and shoot threes are really good. I think they're like forty-one percent or something. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, he's a pretty 
you know, for a guy as slight in frame as he is, he's a pretty good defender, from yep. what I've heard. So, um, yeah, this is definitely a good pickup. I'm sort of, I'm interested to see how he compares to Rondo come playoff time. Because, you know, Rondo had... Rondo is a real thing. Yeah, playoff Rondo is a real thing. We we saw how effective Rondo can be in those finals. Um, yeah. And throughout so, the playoffs, really. And throughout the playoffs, true. But especially those finals, I think. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if Schroeder can match that because I'm pretty sure this this means Rondo's not coming back. Um, so I kind of, yeah, maybe, maybe. But um, I don't know if, do you reckon Schroeder starts for the for the Lakers or, or do you think he's a so. six man? I, I think he would be in a. I think it would be a great six man, but I think they would start him. I feel like he would just fit very well in that starting lineup. Yeah, because they didn't start a point guard last year, at least in the regular season. No. Um, it was LeBron, KCP, uh, Danny Green, Kuzma. Oh no, AD and Javale. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I would think of. Maybe they bring Schroeder off the bench, but um. No, it's a good pickup for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this move for them. I think it just makes them better. Uh, even, like, I guess that's one thing. You, you, you never really expect champions to, like, get a whole lot better. You feel like this is kind of the maximum potential of their roster. But no, they, they clearly had a move to make, and it seems to be a pretty good one. Hopefully, Dennis Roder can hit a shot in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty bad last playoffs, just gone. Um, he was coming off an injury. To be fair, but yeah, we'll see how he goes. But like, I mean, even if he was, even if he played like that, him, Daddy Green, same thing. Yeah, true. Uh, I'm sure he'll be better. I don't think he. I don't think LeBron will let him be any worse than that. But um, <laughs> any worse than Daddy Green? No. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're right. And interesting that saying that. Um. It did. It did feel like the Lakers had a move to make even after they won the championship. Yeah, it was sort of like, oh, this isn't the final form of this Lakers team that we're going to see. No, um, I mean, and there could be another move to come. Like, you could definitely see they, Kuzma getting traded for something better. It seems yeah. like a lot of Lakers fans are not fans of Kuzma. No, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. Um, I was expecting him to get traded this offseason, but um, still a chance. Just, yeah, still a chance. They, but they did Danny Green instead, I think. Yeah. Maybe right, next well, offseason for Kuzma. Yeah, I mean, not a huge trade on the Thunder's end. Danny Green, whatever. Move him again. Maybe get a second rounder out of it. So, yeah. you know. Couple of picks there. All right. Um, the last kind of big trade we saw. Big trade we saw. Yeah, I mean, there was one other trade other than this one. but Shut uh, up, Bruce Brown. <laughs> uh, just as valuable as Andre Drummond, apparently. An actual, um, an actual true statement. <laughs> Um, but we also saw Robert Covington get traded to the Portland Trailblazers for Trevor Ariza, and I'm all, I can't remember the picks. Uh, sixteen this year, so number sixteen this year, and a 2021 first protected under some protection. Two is a bit two first rounds. But that's a, that's sort of the game that the Blazers have to play. They're not really a yeah. free agency destination. Um, so yeah, I mean, sixteen this year. Covington's definitely going to be better than any sort of player they can pick up there, we'd imagine. And if they're bad, the protections on next year's pick are good. Um, and next year's draft is good. So if they're, you know, if it doesn't work out, they end up. 
if they're in the lottery, yeah, that's a good pick to have for them to keep through those protections. But for, I mean, for I right now... Not working out, really. I, I like this move yeah. a lot for them. I was going to say, for this season, this is really this is really good for them. This is uh, a wing defender, a shooter, even an interior defender, as we saw yep. with the Rockets. I mean, he was averaging like two or three blocks a game or something. Um, yeah, I mean, this is is better than whatever they were going to get at 16. So, yeah. Yeah. Just a bit of a shake-up as well. Like, uh, in the previous episode, the roster reto, like we were talking about how the Blazers just kind of need a bit of a shake-up, get rid of CJ McCollum. But, yep. you know, they're still shaking up, and they didn't lose one of their key players, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, very good trade for the Blazers. Helps them right now when he's under contract, and he's still fairly young too. Yeah. The Rockets, on the other hand, are blowing things up by the looks of it. It's going to get crazy over the next couple of days. Out of, out oh, of I'm excited. Wait, have we checked? <laughs> I haven't checked Twitter in a little bit. Let's, check the let's updates. Everything's dropped. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they got rid of their starting center, which is kind of funny to think about. But for Trevor Reza, who's old and decrepit at this point, the number 16 pick, which is a pick they haven't had this high in God knows how long, and a next year's pick, maybe, if not a pick down the line. So, I mean, this is a pretty decent return for Covington. Um, But, yeah, this is definitely a sign of things to come for Houston, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the big news that's dropped is Harden declined his a $50 million a year dollar extension, which is absurd. Yeah, he's a um, two-year, $100 million deal. Wow. Yeah, and he's really wanting to go to Brooklyn, which is, I get, that's a destination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of scary to think about if that goes through. But, um, yeah, apparently that's where he wants to go. Um, I wonder... Uh, it sounds like he wants out of Houston at the very least. We'll at the see. very least, yeah. Um, there's better trade packages for Harden out there than what Brooklyn can put up. Um, Although, I mean, Brooklyn's got sub packages like Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Torrey Prince, a couple picks. It's a pretty good return. They're all sort of role guys, though. I mean, if if the Sixers are willing to put up Ben Simmons, it's it's yeah. a, no contest. So. Um, yeah, it looks like Harden's on the move, and this this Rockets team is about to get sort of in the span of what feels like two or three weeks. It's about to go from you know perennial contender or at least pretender, um, yeah, to what could be a rebuild, a rebuild, yeah, yeah, and what might be a very ugly rebuild at that because they do not have a lot of picks. No, no, they do not. But they do have a lot of players that they can trade for picks. Um, <laughs> That is true. I mean, they've still got Westbrook there. I'm not sure if you feel this way, but it feels like Westbrook's already been traded in my mind. It does feel like that. I don't think he's in Houston anymore. I don't know where he is, but he's just not in Houston. He's just not there. He's been traded outside of the NBA, it feels like. He's just not there. <laughs> Played in Russia with Timofey Wozkov. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, they could definitely get good returns for Harden and, to a lesser extent, Westbrook. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, this Brooklyn deal could be unheard of, you know? Like, what ends up in Brooklyn if Harden gets traded there. Yeah. I mean, look, the Pelicans got six first-rounders for Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. You'd imagine the Rockets could get the same for James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Well, maybe for maybe. James Harden. 
I mean, not so much. Wise, like maybe like a four and two, like a, a four and two. One. If they got two first round picks for Westbrook, that'd be ecstatic. I think. Really? Okay. I think I, 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 I'm a bit higher on him than most people, which is weird because I was not high on him like two months ago. Like I still think ago. he can be like a top fifteen player. I just don't think teams want to trade for that contract at such True. a high price. Yeah, I mean, it really is gigantic. It's like three years left on absurd money. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, they could definitely get a haul back for these two. So I just want to focus on Brooklyn a little bit. I mean, a team of Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Yep. And I mean... It doesn't matter who else is there. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I mean, that's your offense sorted. I mean, between them, what, they'd average... Like nearly eighty points by themselves. Eighty, probably. Yeah, yeah. Just the three of them. I mean, it would be something we've never seen before, like ever, and probably no. might not ever see again. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure if Car- like I'm not convinced that Curry Irving, Kevin Durant's going to work. You throw James Harden in there. I mean, I'm pre- I actually I'm pretty high on that trio, even the duo. If Harden doesn't go there, um, I think the if Harden goes there, it'll be. What sort of role does Kyrie embrace? Because um, I think ideally it'd be more of an off-ball one, but we'll see if that yeah. he didn't like he didn't like that in Boston so much. But maybe because yeah. maybe he was the he was the best player on that Boston team, so maybe time, that's why yeah. he didn't. Yeah. So, but he did he he would be the third best player on this team, which is crazy to think about. Doesn't uh, believe that though. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I mean, at least he's tight with KD, so. And Harden and KD are, are buds. So the chemistry's there. Steve Nash would have a hell of a job <laughs> in his first season trying to manage those egos and get that team functional. I mean... He yeah, yeah. just doesn't want to coach anymore. He just wants to vibe. Yeah. Out the voice, throw, a few, I, throw a few balls and baskets and just win. I was going to say, I think it'd be kind of good because Harden could just mellow out. I'm not sure how much people know he about would. this, but it seems like... Harden's a big party animal, uh, by yeah. all reports. So him living in New how many York, in Brooklyn, are there? Yeah, <laughs> and how many is he going to own by the end of the season? I mean, yeah, um, I think Harden will just take the first season off, have himself a time, just let the other two go, get them to the finals, and then maybe turn it on. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, whatever happens, it would be absolutely fascinating to watch. Why do I really want to see Steve Nash play in that lineup? <laughs> he co- first player coaches Bill Russell comes in. Just he's he's just distributing the ball. He averages fifteen assists a game, zero points. My place too. <laughs> <laughs> the starting lineup is Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Amari Stoudemire. I love that. I actually love that lineup. <laughs> I would take. I mean, how old are they, how old is Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire now? Probably like mid forties. Uh. I take my bets with it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just play a zone. <laughs> the two old guys can't keep up. Oh, I mean, Steve Nash was never a great defender in his heyday, really. Yeah, and now him with severe back pain and forty years old. Yep. <laughs> Throw him out there. Oh, but like, like we said, it really wouldn't matter who's playing alongside them. No, not really. Uh, I guess defensively, you'd want some guys there. Oh, sure. imagine, imagine Paul Millsap. Imagine if he signed there. I mean, Paul Millsap's like 
sometimes okay at defending and other times he's terrible so i don't know how much yeah, but he wouldn't he wouldn't have to worry about touching the ball on the True. other end he would so, not touch the ball on the other exactly end. He, he wouldn't even think about it. it wouldn't cross his mind i don't think anyone else on this team expects to touch the ball at any point True. yeah Underst- understandably um yeah so maybe he just focuses on his defense there um but i don't know i it kind like of it already happened but <laughs> i kind of think it i kind of think it is going to happen I, th- I, mean, I think so too i like it we haven't seen a lot of we had um once Maury went to the Sixers, we had a lot of uh, hard into the Sixers talk, but that seems to have quieted off. And yeah. um, uh, Woj, Woj was saying that Brooklyn and Houston have been in touch, but no real serious trade talks have happened. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of thinking this is this is almost a done deal. I think, which is yeah, scary sure. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was just checking Twitter. I think Woj just gone to bed. Um, okay. he has, he's very much earned it. <laughs> was he, he has today? Was that Wob saying that? No, 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 I just looked. He has a Twitter in 25 minutes. I think he's gone to bed. Like, I, I personally <laughs> think he's gone to bed. <laughs> My, uh, <laughs> which, which is good for us. say Woj went to bed. <laughs> he had a cup of oh, tea. Man. Oh, man. That man does God's work. Um, oh, love it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see he, what happens. He spelled Bogdanovich's name wrong, and then he corrected it, like spelling out each letter with a hyphen in between. He's like, <laughs> I know it's Bogdanovich. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> I was trying to spell it in my notebook here, and yeah, it's a bit average. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough name. Um, but yeah, so few big trades. A big trade that could happen. And- the sounds of it you already think is going to happen. Um, but we also got some other big news. Uh, so obviously the NBA CBA has been, uh, so collective bargaining agreement has been renewed or like they, they've negotiated a new one for at least the coming season. Both sides have a chance to terminate it. But kind of along with that, we now have a slightly different playoff format. We don't know exactly. I don't think there's been any reports as to what exactly it is, but it's going to be a play-in tournament. It, it's about four days long. From I believe the schedule is like 17th to the 21st of May. Um, The 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th seats of each conference could be involved in a play-in tournament. So when it comes to the West, I think that's really interesting. When it comes to the East, I don't care. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) um, Like, uh, I'd imagine it's probably going to go kind of how the bubble one went, as in if the teams are within a certain number of games of the higher seed, you might see the play-in tournament, but we don't know that much about it. Like, my speculation is seven and eight, the seventh and eighth seeds will play. The winner of that is in as the seventh seed. The ninth and tenth seeds will play. The winner of that now plays against the loser of seven and eight, and then whoever lost in the nine-ten matchup is out. I think that's that's my guess as to how it's going to work, but I don't think anything's official. That makes sense. Um, I imagine... Yeah. Um, I'd imagine the 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 uh what's the word i'm looking for the gap that teams need to be within um is smaller than it was for the bubble just because maybe everyone like three games maybe four i'd games. say two i reckon i, I think i'd yeah. say two um just because if you leave the if you leave the games behind too wide it sort of becomes unfair like yeah. especially because they're all going to be playing fingers crossed the same length of season now 
Um, yep. And it's already established that they're going to be playing 72. So it's not like last year where teams can sort of argue, oh, you know, if we had the rest of the season, we could have got on a run and been the seventh seed, even though we're ninth. Yep. Yeah. So um, I think it'd be two games from the eighth seed. So if I think if seven clears, seven clears that two game mark, I think they should be in, right? I that don't makes, know. Would that I, make I, sense? Be, or do you think they just go, fuck you, seven, even though you're up five games, you've got to play? This is where I'm sort of... That is what it's going to be. Because they said, they specifically mentioned seven, eight, nine, ten are involved. I think that just is, means... I just think that means seven, eight, nine, ten are eligible to be in the play-in. But what if nine and ten are tied and then eight, eight is two games in front, but seven is like five games in front? Like, is it just eight v nine then? Well, if... Say nine and ten are tied. Let's say nine and ten are tied, and then eight is two games in front, and then seven is five games in front of that. Like, who's playing? Is it? Just I, eight I think it'd just be the. I think it'd be eight, nine, and ten. If the if tens. But how do yeah. you? How do you? What format do you go with that? I guess it'd be head to head between eight and nine determines who's ahead for the eighth seed, quote unquote. Or maybe it's play-in. nine, nine, ten play for the opportunity to play against eight, and then they have to win. Well, no, because it's a four day thing, so they wouldn't. It would require them to win twice. Well, I like think if, whoever if, whoever's going to be eight has to win twice. No, eight. What they've said is eight, seven, eight have to win once, and then nine, ten have to win twice if they want to get in. Oh, so we've already got details for it. I think we have that detail, but I don't think. We, okay. I don't know if we have anything else. Right. Well, in that case, I mean, it's I exciting. In that case, it's exciting, but also, wow, that sucks for the seventh seed. That's kind of yeah. If they get stuck shit. in that, yeah, that's like stiff shit. Like you just play for your playoff lives, even though you could be five games ahead of eight. Yeah, you lose or, two games, and then you're out. That seems sort of ridiculous to me. It does, and I don't think that's how it's going to work. But from what I can gather, it might be. I mean, I like the play in for the bubble just because they had an unfinished season, and it was like you know there was a couple of teams there that you could argue had the season played out, maybe they would have made the playoffs or whatever. Um, especially... I don't mind lot... the 8-9 play-in either. I mean, I don't mind the 8-9 play-in, sure. Uh, yeah, 7 seems crazy. 7's weird, yeah. And then, down to 10, if you're trying to stop coronavirus, why, why would you invite more teams than it's sort of necessary? Why wouldn't yeah. you just have a play-in tournament, 8-9... If they're within two, play twice. First, does that make sense to me? Or oh, eight has to me. win once, nine has to win twice. Twice, yeah. How I guess would have. I guess because they're trying to make, because they're only playing seventy-two games regular season, they're trying to make up some money. Um, yeah. So I guess that's it. But yeah, it seemed. I mean, it's weird. hearing hearing what you've said. This seems unfair, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. I might not. I might have gotten some details wrong. I might have not seen everything correctly. I, I haven't think se- most of that stuff came from Woj. I, I haven't think. seen any details for it uh, since it got announced, like since they re- released the schedule and said there was going to be a play-in. I haven't seen anything about it, any sort of how it's going to run. From yeah. Woj, maybe. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it works in the West. I like the idea for it to be in the West. Um, so, yeah, it's just like you could probably see about 10, ish teams really contending for the playoffs, especially with all these moves that have been made. Like the Suns will probably jump into there. The Grizzlies are going to be competitive. The Pelicans will be competitive. The Warriors are going to be back. Um, 
you know, the only team you could probably count out are the the only team that made the playoffs that you could count out is probably uh, the Thunder and maybe the Rockets if Harding gets traded. Yeah, um, it, it'll make it exciting, but and it's it's good to see more teams involved, uh, like in the playoff race. This will keep teams honest and competitive rather yep. than tanking, which I mean. The lottery, the flattening of the lottery odds have already done a lot for that, it seems like. Because we've had two teams jump up in the last two years it's happened. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's good in that aspect. But, uh, yeah, it just feels like seven is getting shafted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be exciting. And, yeah, you're right. Out east, who cares? <laughs> yeah. No. I don't but, f- like, if you're 11, 12, and you could talk yourself into saying, yeah, we could maybe make 10th. No one's taking that. Yeah. Yeah, we could see some teams. Yeah, like we could see teams, say, at 11, at, at the deadline, go, if we make one move here, we could push ourselves up to ninth and be within the eighth seat and then go for yeah. it. So I think that's a good aspect of it. Yeah, it's just, it's the unfairness to seven. So hopefully, you know, if the gap is big enough, seven's in. Because I, I don't want to see, like, or like the Jazz or someone just get knocked out because of a bit of bad luck. My fear is the Suns have the seventh seed and then they have bad matchups or someone gets injured yeah. and they drop out again. That would break my that, heart. Yeah, I mean, that's the Suns. That that, would, yeah. that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Um, anything else on any of the trades we saw? Uh, play tournament, CBA even, if you know anything <laughs> about the CBA. Yeah, uh, no, I don't, uh, in short, but um, um, no, I think that's it, yeah. I mean, the salary cap's staying the same, so there's that. It's not that's dropping good. like it was expected to. Um, Which could have been really, really bad, so um, yeah. that's good. Other than that, there's not a whole lot else to say on the CBA. Um, hopefully no more massive news drops tonight. Like I said, I think we're just going to bed. Um, <laughs> I turn notifications on for see see what happens. Um, but yeah, hopefully nothing else massive drops. But if it does, you'll probably be hearing something grafted up to the end of this. <laughs> but if that didn't happen, thank you very much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode and you're watching on YouTube, leave us a like. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating or review. Check us out on all our social medias at StatStuffers on Facebook and Twitter or Stat underscore Stuffers at Instagram. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for joining us. Peace, guys.